Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hello and welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe. Uh, and I guess this is a long overdue hello and welcome. It's probably been about, I would say, a month since our last official release. Maybe more. That. Maybe more. That's quite scarily embarrassing. Uh, we do. Well, we did have a lot of shows in the pipeline that are still getting... They're in the works to be uh, to be edited, uploaded, and, you know, mag- magic-ified. That is a word. <laughs> I see you looking at me like that's not a word. That is a word. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so what we thought we would do is, in the meantime, because it doesn't really... I, I started listening back to the first episode that we I was going to re-release. Well, not re-release, but release. And it was talking about the PHP conference and how it was going to happen in about two weeks' time. Obviously, oh, now wow. it's probably two months ago. Uh, anyway, but no, it's... Um, so yeah, um, my name's Ed. I don't know if you remember me. And with me today, we have the lovely, gorgeous, lovely-looking hair. He looks like he's just got out of bed. Uh, Mickey's just looking. I hate to break the news, Mickey. It is Lewis Keynes. Oh, you were oh. talking about me. I thought you were, when you, anytime you say hair, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, about it. Yeah. yeah. If there's it anything my hair is not at the moment, it's lovely. It's in some kind of pyramid shape. <laughs> How so are things going, Lou? How things, are things, things going? Things are good. This is ni- nice to be back. And thanks to the people that have contacted us saying, where have you guys gone and stuff. We are here. We We are, we haven't disappeared forever. We've just collectively been in very very busy times and you know it takes four of us to make up the show and trying to get all four of us together at the same time and it isn't always isn't always possible and rock you know the weeks pass by rock star lifestyles you know to to the loyal hardcore fans both of them um <laughs> and my mum yeah <laughs> one of them oh yeah well, my mum's the other one so um, <laughs> yeah we are very much still here and uh it's yeah it's nice to be doing one of these again hopefully we uh we can get back into it a bit absolutely but there's, absolutely. But there's no, no guarantees we are still busy so bear we with try us. our best but no we really appreciate it and really sorry guys um yeah we were meant to do one last week that didn't happen but this week is a go-go and we hopefully we're having a more lean development process now or production process <laughs> like toyota we're going to be shipping it as we deliver it i don't know what i'm talking about here but really what it means is hopefully we're going to edit it now and then in an hour's time we ship it and you know maybe a couple of warts in there maybe a couple of bugs but hopefully our you know development testing processes of uh will help well, us we out need, we need you to do an introduction of our other colleague now well we do and now the man what, the what myth the legend say? the man who introduced counting crows to me which i did listen to again today and where are the orangutans Mr. Michael Budd, how are you doing? Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. How well, is life treating you? You look exhausted, though that's always kind uh, of what happens at the moment. Yeah, yeah constantly exhausted. And uh, I, I told you guys I had a tooth out last week. Ouch. So, Ooh, um, wisdom one. Yeah, I think so. I'm not 100% you, sure. You know where, where you're clutching your face there, I've got a wisdom tooth in exactly the same place. So mm. I... I if it was bad, I don't want you to tell me about it because I feel like my days are numbered. <laughs> In which case, I won't talk about it. But oh, really? <laughs> what I will say is um, I had like three injections to uh, obviously kill any pain. And it turns out that when I concentrate, I bite my lip like oh, that. Obviously, people yeah. can't see that. But yeah, I bite my lip when I concentrate. And um, Usually, you can feel it. 
Usually I can feel it. Yeah, oh, God. God. So I came home and I was working from home by myself. I can see it. And I, uh, I basically, oh, it's a lot better now, but I basically bit my lip so hard and shredded oh. it to pieces and it was bleeding everywhere. <laughs> oh, God. And it was like when Abby's like, your mouth's bleeding, basically, I realised. That was uh, mean as well. I couldn't feel it, so I just, I just bitten through my lip, basically. So Good. on top of the non-existing pain, Lewis, uh, yep. I had the pain from the mouth and uh, from the lip. So yeah, that was, that was fun. Wow. Yeah. yeah go go on, nice. hit me with it. What was it like? Come on. No, I won't. Not Put me out of my misery. <laughs> oh. You know, having the tooth out is nothing. Obviously, you don't feel anything. At, I've had at one all. taken out before, and it wasn't. It was fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was. It was afterwards. Mine ached for about a week. So yeah. And throughout that week, what projects were you working on? Look at that segue. Ah, That's a perfect oh, segue. Nice. Um, and it's like, yeah, stop talking about teeth. We've got a show to do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. well like, we've time. got an hour. We have an hour. This is lean. This is but development. Sure. Yeah, but don't yeah. forget, this is the first time the three of us have actually spoken to each other. I know, others. it is kind of scary. So there yeah. is a bit of catch-up in it as well. There is. I, I will sum this up very quickly in like a minute, because I know that I can see you two have got a lot of meaty content in there. So... Uh, um, Basically, uh, yeah, projects I'm working on. I've got five lectures left for the whole hey. of my course. And I've got my final project to do. And uh, I've got exams and assignment. Um, but other than that, still working on the house. And um, in spare time, well, in my work, I'm working on like a e-commerce site. So How's that going? Is that a Magento build or is that a... No, it's, it's a bespoke. And the really bespoke, cool thing is, um, yeah, in fact, there was... Basically, we just want to re another big, massive project because they were so impressed by this site. And we've now got another company interested. And we've never had that before, actually, like lead generation that way. So, uh, so yeah, really, really happy with that, actually. Um, cool. So you always think you do different, but on the whole, pretty yeah, happy. That's awesome, man. So what, what like, so with, with the course now, so mm. you've got, you said you've got five lectures left. Are those yeah. to do with the graphic design? Are they graphic yeah, animation? Yeah, all computer graphics animation now and um, the other thing i've got is like they call it like a mini conference where you have to do like a presentation for your final project and as part of that you have to listen to like 10 hours oh, of people's no. really you have to sit there yeah 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 that's pretty but brutal hopefully there'll be some good projects so and what is your oh hang on so that's that's it's... people who've already done it or people who are going to be doing who it. are going to do it yeah so what, have what have you decided on drum roll so i was one of the few people to actually suggest my project oh so to, to suggest not to do it i don't yeah. want to do it oh yeah that's fine so i had to find someone to uh, supervise it and um basically my project is going to be reverse engineering wait for it uh google search algorithm using machine learning cool yeah that's cool that's cool that's different <laughs> i like that so yeah i've got that's a guy. hard and like interesting though so how, yeah. how are you going to tackle that have you got any ideas in the pipeline of what you're going to do um, I sort of started researching it, and uh, I read a, this cool paper about this guy, and he like starts proposing this idea of a thing called Google. I don't think it'll catch on, but uh, it's it's a really interesting read. Basically, it's like the first proposal for. I don't know if you guys have heard of basically Google's main or original search algorithm is based on something called PageRank, yeah. which is still used basically. And but... is that the idea that instead of it being like who you decide, it's how many people are linking to that site and. All exactly. That kind of building yeah. Up more. So I, I basically started creating my own um, spider, um, and I've just crawled. I don't know about fifty sites a minute, but I'm going to scale it up and do more and more. But it's just interesting to see what how they do it, and and um, yeah, obviously it's changed probably so much since our original paper. 
but it's that's how I'm going to start is off. That, is that Larry and Sergey? Like, are they did that? Mm-hmm. Was that their that was their paper they did for yeah, Google yeah. at Stanford, yeah. and then at, they at went Stanford. on to yeah. That's crazy. How, how long is the paper? Is it like could you put a show it's in? Like, it's like six seven pages. I I'll try and get a link. Yeah, for this. but it that'd so be awesome. I really would be interested. It's to... a really interesting read, and uh, but yeah, I'm I'm just gonna do what they do. I'm gonna crawl. And I'm gonna I'm gonna count back links and I start from there, and I'm basically just gonna take a sample of search. Uh, terms and then i'm going to try and adjust well get my uh, genetic algorithm to adapt so i get the same ranking result as they do obviously there's no way i'm going to get it exact no but that's per- that's awesome it's, it's different it's interesting yeah. some insight so and did you find it easy to get someone to, on board to i'm do so that? lucky I, I posted it on a forum and um, within hours i had a lecturer who's like um, a specialist in machine learning and he was like uh, yeah i'd I'd be well happy to uh, supervise this for you. So cool. he's, I've met with him. He's a really cool guy. So, yeah, I'll keep you guys posted. You're going on out that. for drinks and hopefully a meal. Drinks and, yeah, uh, so take it to the next level, the machine learning level. Exactly. That's like cool, to... man. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. How, is, how is the graphic, the computer graphics going? Like, Is the, is the coursework all right, interesting? Um, it's it's <laughs> really, 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 really interesting. Uh, like um, one of the lectures we have, we had a guest lecturer who was a I've already told you guys about this, but stop me if I have. But basically, he was um, a student at Kent. He's gone on to work for, uh, I'm trying to think what the company's called now. They're like the one that big, like CGI, Pixar? not Pixar. Um, DreamWorks? Is it M? Not, not MCM. Uh, uh, MGM? No. MGM Studios? And no. No, I will get back to you on yeah. that one. But basically, he, they were on the news, like, locally, because he basically, I think they, that company won, like, a Grammy or something. They do. Did a lot of like the CGI in um, the James Bond movies, oh, and wow. yeah, big big company. And basically, they've got like bases all over the world, so like they never have any downtime. They're constantly twenty four seven. What? Yeah, doing animation it, and a lot of their work is like basically rendering farms. So they are rendering all the time because oh, of the amount of days. like hours and well weeks it takes to render like a, a scene or whatever. It's just huge. So. That's really cool, but it's not really my... It doesn't come natural to me. I'll be lucky to pass that module, to be honest with you. Well, when you but, say that, though, do you mean that... Because it, it's, it, it it's not a heavily programming-based course, is it? It's more not, Photoshop-style, uh, like that kind of thing. They've dropped the Java side of it, so you do you look at... The fun bit. <laughs> yeah. You do look at some of the algorithms, like, for example, like like ray tracing, so you work out like, how light bounces off objects and all around and and that, so you do look at it, but it's not really. Um, you don't have to know it. Most of it, like you say, is using um, that software called Blender, and that's really cool. But it's, you know, it's not really. It doesn't come natural to me. But yeah, it's really, really good fun. So no, that's cool, man. And then, and so you say, like in your free time, you other than the baby and the missus and the house, have you been able to get up with anything else? Any? I have um, a few things to kind of plug, but. I don't, do you guys want to... Well, well, well uh, let's move on to the yeah. man, the myth, the legend, yes. Lewis again. And what have you been up to, sir, since we last were on the episode? Last on yeah. the air. <sighs> Sorry, he, he's been making funny faces and that's really putting me off. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, when was the last time we actually spoke to each other? What happened? So I on can... air, it probably was like just early, been a while, early February, it? I think, yeah. which is kind of scary. Yeah, I've I've had one main website on the go at work, which has been taking up most of my time. Which um, we're hoping to get launched fairly soon. It's quite a big one. It's for um, for a company that are based out in Africa, 
yeah, it's it's like a, a harvest oil palm or something like that. I've, I've got to be careful with the specifics of it at this stage, but it's a it's a big site and probably one of the biggest builds I've done. So I, it's kind of been ongoing, and we've got a meeting with the client tomorrow to discuss that more. Um, shouldn't really have brought it up, really, because it's one of those things I can't really talk about it too much. That's all right, but, yeah. that's all right. But it's a, do you know, uh, so, um, well, what other work have you been doing? And you're free to, I know you've been uh, oh. spending some time with Laravel 5. Yeah, yeah, I have been. I'll, I'll, I'll come to that in a moment. Well, the, the work side of things, yeah, it's been generally pretty quiet. It's because um, my company is largely sort of property-based with the design-wise. It's very sort of up and down in terms of how busy we are. It's kind of all dependent on how all the markets are and... At the moment, everything's gone a little bit quiet, which I don't know if it's down to the elections coming up or something like that. So um, our main focus at the moment is um, turning our hand to redoing our company website. So, um, oh, that's cool. Bit, so what, what cool yeah. ideas have you been thinking up on that on that front then? Well, the, the designers have been coming up with, they've basically been doing a lot of research on the more modern kind of web design kind of things that you see now that kind of see a lot more things like parallax scrolling and cool animations and kind of scroll-based website, so it's going to be going down that kind of road, I think. So cause our, cu- our current website is it's a little bit dated now, and it doesn't actually reflect how how we do our websites at all. So we, we want a new design that will obviously match the kind of websites that we're building. So just to try and tap into some new clients as well, because obviously if you've got one main feed of client traffic and it, and it's, and it is of kind of the volatile peak and trough nature that it is, you know, you, you have to... I guess, I guess you have to make sure that there are other things available it, to you yeah. as well. So, yeah, we're kind of exploring those routes, and I hope to get on with the build fairly soon for that and mess around with some new bits. I've been I've been a learning machine for the Ooh, last. Is that is that for the, the the next section of the show? The next part? What you? Learn it could well, yeah, it could well, it could well be. Yeah, Ooh. I've got a whole bunch of Laravel stuff written down. Interesting. The um, actually one one big announcement that I do have to make is that you know I, I said in the previous show that I've started looking at design stuff and all those kind of bits. Yes, the Photoshop. I, I have fully designed my own website and I have commenced the build of said. Wow! wow. Is there, do we get to see a sneak peek, or are we going to wait until we see the full, fully fledged design? Could, I could well, arrange a little screenshot of the. Yeah, the I'd be intrigued well, by this. Oh, yeah, this is good. I'm I'm very very fragile, so no um, no cruel comments, please. But, why is it all yeah. pink why is it not white on white is going to be mickey's lovely <laughs> yeah See, I don't, one actually funny thing right is you know you say that you know your you know your company website doesn't reflect yeah. the work that you actually deliver to your cl- the clients and people i think that's similar with a lot of pe- uh, clients like if you have a lot of client work you haven't got yeah. time to actually update your own update well of course you yeah to, your you own to... your own you know you know pretty much your, what you do to advertise to other clients like what you know what you, you can to, actually you do have to focus on if you've got two jobs one's going to one's going to bring in revenue the other one isn't that's it Direct, exactly well, not, ind- not directly but hopefully indirectly obviously well then you have to you have to go with that but while we're in this quiet time they've been um they've been focusing a lot on the new site so that hopefully once they get back into doing what they do i've got a, a fully designed website that i can then focus on and and get built so i'm pretty excited about it i've seen some of the designs they've been doing and it looks great so um you know, I look forward to building it and seeing what comes. So, Eric, and you're still enjoying your uh, massive commute to Tunbridge? Yeah, all five minutes of oh, it. It must be hell. That train a, must be I had a bad day hell. Thursday. The train was two minutes late. Oh, terrible. Uh, kick up a storm. I'm surprised you didn't, you know, knock some people down. A peg yeah. or two. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Oh, dear. So, yeah. Oh, Mickey, <laughs> I'm sorry. You look like you're just dazed out, glazed over. 
Oh man, I'm flaggy. Just, just <laughs> swigging on that bottle of vodka. Yeah, look yeah. at him. He's done. He's got level in his eye. How yeah. about you, man? What have you been um, up to? It's yes. been a bit of a crazy month, actually. But um, like to, to total, like kind of summarize it up, really. Like work, I've been doing. We, we commenced work back on the mobile application and getting my my uh, my duck wet. My mo, my beak wet. Oh my, my god! My, my, what my, did duck you <laughs> my duck wet. My beak wet with uh, Swift again, which is great. Yep. And yeah, that's really how it's kind of been. A lot of it's, lot of Swift it's work. Mo- it's the modern sort of app language, isn't it? It's well, it's it's so it's Apple's kind of updated Objective C with yeah. a lot of nice features. The guy who made LMVM, LLVM, yeah, like really nice uh, compiling like compiler he helped build this language swift and yeah it's really nice language but it's got a couple of warts that are annoying uh but every language has that um, but it's the pathway into building apps now learn swift and then go yeah i think i think that's what yeah it's kind of and and it's interesting because i've been playing around more now delving into more swift stuff you go from just those nice examples of like oh look at this you know it's just you know a hello world example to real like life okay how do i really do this and you realize actually sometimes you're like objective c make does a better you know better thing there so it's interesting stuff like uh threading and parallelism and concurrency uh handling that in an app world where people expect you know your tap device they expect it to be respond instantly they're not expecting you, you know to have like waiting for things they expect yeah. you to you know chuck it onto the background thread or background process and things like Grand Central Dispatch, which I'll talk about a little later on, which is, you know, Apple's way of kind of abstracting over threading, which I quite like. I quite enjoy because I'm very uh, familiar with like the Java way, you know, you've got your threads, you've got your, you synchronize them, you've got your blocks and everything like that. And you've got a couple of abstractions over that. But the way that Grand, Grand Central Dispatch does it is a little different and quite interesting. So, but anyway, are that actually, is for the you, next bit of the show. Are you utilizing the parallel hardware of smartphones now then, or are you just literally just concurrently running tasks that that you can um, break up well the thing is it's like we, we're trying to keep it simple you know mm. because like the app isn't that com- complicated the real mm. the real fun comes where what we're trying to do is use things like promises and things like that to allow us to really the abstraction of asynchronous stuff for synchronous mm. stuff and it was interesting because there's actually an episode that me and you did mickey isn't there with uh, joe yeah. Watkins about yeah. parallelism and concurrency and stuff like that that mm. still needs to be edited and <laughs> shit so i'm really sorry about this guys but we will re- release that um, the benefit is parallelism parallelism and concurrency is that something you could concisely just describe in a couple so, of short sentences so the thing is is it, there's actually and, really for, and for my benefit yeah no no absolutely like so there's a really interesting talk from uh, rob pike and he's the guy who made go um and i've put it in the in the show notes i will and it's called concurrency is not parallelism. So yeah. people assume that parallelism and concurrency are the same thing. They're not. No. Concurrency is an idea that you are, in essence, breaking up things for the fact that you could possibly do them synchron- at the same time in parallel. But concurrency doesn't mean, need, need that. You could still have, you know, concurrency is really the idea of, you know, maybe you're switching between contexts because on a single threaded machine... You know, in a single, well, sorry, in a single process machine, you're only ever doing one thing at one time, and it's the different threads that actually are doing different things. So then the concurrency there is is the fact that you can split these tasks up, do them quicker, because maybe you're blocking on certain things, like feet reading a file, and you can carry on doing your processing, but it's not doing the process at the same time. 
Oh, it's given the illusion of like if you, if you haven't got parallel hardware, then it's given the illusion of doing multiple tasks at the same, at the same time. time. Absolutely. But, so you know, the the beautiful thing about making something concurrent though is that impossible. You know, in in most cases, you, the idea is once you've made it concurrent, you know, the idea that you've kind of taken advantage, what well, you've taken into consideration that this you know, isn't going to have to happen sequentially. And, you know, that I've been able to, even though it's running on the same one one processor, it's just breaking it up. You should be able to expand it over multiple processors and do them on different machines, maybe, or different, you know, in you know, just in our normal machines, different cores, different processors. So, yeah, it, it, they're, they're subtly... The, you people again they mix them up the same but they're not you know concurrency mm. is the abstraction that you need and the breaking up to actually make parallelism effective because a lot of people think oh but i just chuck it in and make it parallel and they're like this is actually going slower it's like yeah because you your machine your actual code isn't concurrent you know you're mm. you know maybe you've got too much reliant on these shared resources etc etc so Again, this really interesting uh, video, highly recommend it. And I've got a couple of show notes, a couple of links, and I'll put in the show notes, which is stuff to do with Swift's, you know, parallelism and Grand Central Dispatch. So. This, is, this is part of a, a big debate that's going on at the moment. People are trying to get all this stuff into PHP, aren't they? Is it these these two particular issues? Um, well, not really. So it's interesting because PHP does now have thre- it has threading P threads, yeah, PHP threads, which you know, uh, uh, Joe okay. made and. I don't need. I think we need. We don't need to worry. I mean, like we can use that, and that's great. But we don't have very long running processes in PHP, you know. And, and we're not quite that. We're not that intensive. So I think the main things, obviously, surrounding PHP at the moment are uh, this. Well, the added now support for. And again, it was another um, thing with uh, Phil Sturgeon that we still need to release, which we talked about, which is the uh, you know parameter type hinting. Were you sober for this one? I was sober for this one, yes. Uh, okay. Parameter type hinting is now added in, which is great. Um, and we, and then the added, so we've got parameter type hinting, we've got return type hinting now, and that will happen in PHP 7. So then really? Maybe, you know, oh, absolutely, we've got that now, man. So we'll then be able to make our code more, you know, expressive, more declarative, you know, more expressive. Because you were that. tweeting about generics the other day. So then this week irc maxwell anthony ferrer he made a really cool hack and it is just a hack and no oh, one the should composer use it. thing yeah no one should use it but it's such a good kind of like i thought experiment <laughs> for yeah. what he did was he used he hijacked composers autoload right autoloader this is kind of how i expect like how i think it works so he hijacked he's got a good in his read me as well and the source is really good to read so he hijacks composer's autoloader. He then does his own pre-processing, like transpiling. So he converts it from this source that he has his own grammar for, which is the generics, into a source that PHP understands. He then, when he loads it up, he then he again hijacks composer when it tries to autoload it and allows you to kind of really use generics in, like with object, you know, with types and stuff, with, with object type or class types with PHP. And it's quite cool. Uh, it's just a thought experiment and please people don't use it <laughs> sorry we did segue massively there didn't we just no that's all right that's fine man. Why, why are you so against people using it just well because to... it's, it's just it's 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 not a fe- an efficient way of doing it but it is quite a cool way you know mm. but but for not yet not yet like what well, if it goes into core then you sh- you know you should use their implementation but not now because i think he just did it for fun yeah Anyway, I'm just writing that down again, being lean, being clean. We're just writing that down in the show notes, so I remember to put it in. Uh, so, uh, Mickey, 
Yeah. What have you got to talk about this week then? Well, I've pretty got two things I'll mention just briefly because I think your things sound more interesting to be honest. And I've got another thing that I can't really sum up that quickly. So, but I would like at one week to talk about the PHP conference UK one. Yeah. I don't think for now. But um, so the two things I was going to just really plug was uh, Ed. I think you've used it before, but um, Slack. I see. I haven't properly used it yet. I I was still using HipChat at work. Okay. How how is Slack? Can I just say firstly, Mm. also with Slack, didn't they have a massive security breach? Really? Yeah. You need to change your password. Really? Yeah. The whole database was (laughs) was uh, opened up or something scarily. Wow. They they all hashed, but you know, yeah. Maybe change your password and also not use that password again. I had no idea. I think I think Mandrill had a similar thing happen. Really? Oh. Yeah. Sorry, what Mandrill? Yeah, isn't, that, isn't it like a like a email SMTP. Oh yeah, it handles yeah. It's, it handles emails basically. Oh right, okay. Um, yeah. I think yeah, sorry, I there think, was yeah. a notification. Well, anyway, sorry. Yeah, you go, you go. Really killed my uh, plug. No, um, no, no. It is good. That's yeah. it. it is good. Yeah. It's basically yeah. It's like a. I don't want to say an alternative to Skype. It's it's like a communication uh, system, web based system, although it's an, an app thing as well. But um, I just think it's more fit for purpose for like our kind of work, for like development work. Um, you're so used to using things like Skype, aren't you, at the moment? For yeah, and but the main advantage of this is it's it is really really good for developers, and there's lots of things, lots of like integrations. So, for example, like I just played around and um, uh, we use Bitbucket quite a bit at work. So I just created. Um, uh, one of my hooks, basically. So any time anyone makes a change to the code base, uh, pushes a change, it comes up into your chat channel. Yeah. So somebody has made this change, which that kind of thing I think is really cool. And also, you could like we we use this thing called um, we just moved away from um, uh, what's it called our, our time management system. Basically, we just moved over to something called Teamwork um, instead of Basecamp. Sorry, Basecamp was what I was thinking of, and. And again, you could do similar things with that. So I don't know, but you you can make your own custom hooks or whatever you want to do. But yeah, I just think it's really, really, really good. So uh, obviously it's free. So I I definitely recommend check it out. Awesome. And the second thing I was going to plug was, yeah, um, Selenium IDE, which isn't a new thing. Don't get me wrong. Selenium IDE? Yeah, for Firefox. It's just like an add-on. Um, I used it years ago, actually, but it more for like funsies. But now I've actually, it's been really useful to, to use it at work because I'm doing a lot of uh, testing on sort of JavaScript functionality. And so basically, yeah, it's just got this kind of feature where you can hit record, hit the record button, and then it tracks everything you do in the browser. So really? you click on add to basket, blah, blah, blah. And then I can just say, well, okay, when I've done all this process, I want to check the total for these two products is whatever. And it will pass or fail depending on the result. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously, for anyone who's written tests for Selenium, it's you know it's fairly painless. But this really, if you've got something, I think it's quite front endy. Then it's really nice just to hit record and let that just create that test for you. Um, yeah, I I think it's really awesome. I, mm. I literally I found it useful because I was just testing, like I said, doing this e-commerce site, and I just wanted to test it. You know, when it gets to the end of my checkout process, that the totals are right and all that kind of stuff. And rather than having to do that every single time, just literally yeah, run my test. 
Yeah, and you know the usual thing. Firefox pops open, and you start seeing all these pages load. And so, does it does it generate a just a like a, a codified version of your kind of? Well, I'm sure it does, but I you don't see it. You don't. Well, see not that I'm aware of. I've only just started using it to be honest with you. But all you see it, you'll see a list of like um, actions, and then I just what I've done is just manually at the end. I've just put you know like assert you know this this um so it's, it's an online thing that it's not able to just you can't commit it to your git repo and ship like you can't or not that i'm aware of yeah. but i might be wrong on that but i've certainly not used that for chassis i've literally just used the um the add-on in firefox that's cool and um just pops up in a new window yeah so definitely check it out it's um especially if you know if you're doing that kind of thing you've got lots of testing where you just need to check that kind of stuff uh definitely check it out and i'll, I'll put the link in the show notes but awesome that's all I had. So that's good, man. Thank you, yeah. and yeah, thank you, thank you for coming. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate this. Thank you. I really do. Feel um, free Lou. to uh, go back to your duties or whatever you were <laughs> doing previously. Uh, and you. Lou, how are you doing? Man? What you been? Uh, what you been pimping? I don't know what I'm talking about this week. I'm really <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, what have you got to show us this week? I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily pimping because it. I mean, it's it's basically basically saying that I'm I'm now going to be work, doing pretty much all my code through Laravel now. I don't think Laravel needs to be pimped. I think people, uh, people, everyone's pretty familiar with Laravel, aren't they? Pretty, um, yeah. pretty up to date. But you know, yeah, I've, obviously, I've spent this long period of time developing my own my own framework. I've talked about it quite a lot, and it has been it's been fun. It's been a good project. I've learned a lot doing it, and um, and it's still you know I've re- I've released websites in it as well, and I you know they've they've all performed fine. I haven't had any issues or anything like that with them, but. I just I just come to the realization now that um, particularly through just watching a few like Laravel bits and bobs and looking through there, there's just so much required in a PHP framework that I just don't have the time to physically build that into my as a commercial developer that has a job and has to you know turn out churn out websites you know as part of my job and stuff like that. I just I don't have the time to get all the components built into the into this framework of mine and. It's yeah. It's it's not meant as a as a negative admission or anything like that. It's just it's just reality. To well, be no, honest, I mean like and... last last month, uh, not last month. Sorry, last year when you started work on you know your own framework, uh, you know like it was interesting because it was this whole like kind of thing of you know not de- developed here, you know, kind of syndrome where people are like you know oh, you should use you know everything that you've yeah. know, from the open source community and you shouldn't make your own things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you said no, I want to do that because I want to yeah. learn it. You know, and and the best way to learn it is write it, is to go through the pitfalls of it. And now you realise and understand, you know, oh, okay, these bits I understand, these bits I can do. But there's yeah. a lot of other functionality, and I, I yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's it's definitely it's undoubtedly improved my my skills as a developer, and and I still stand by all those comments. You know, I think. I, I hate the don't reinvent the wheel theory. I still I still completely stand by that. But there are other issues that have come to mind, sort of um, things like, you know, if you're sharing code with a team or something like this that, they it, all yeah. need to be familiar with yeah. a code base and things like that. And one of the things that I just haven't had time to do with my own framework is write any documentation or anything like that. And, you know, that's as big a part of it as anything else. And Well, and also it's the kind of work that you're doing as well. Is agent, you know, the agency work is, again, shipping these things out. And giving yeah. them to other people to use, you know, like I know that you know one of the things that um, Uncle Bob, 
you know, Robert Martin said that, you know, he's been watching a lot of his videos recently. He's yeah. a really cool guy. He's really he interesting. Is, he's interesting. He is an interesting I'd love bloke, to meet, I'd love, oh, if we could get him on this show, that would be good, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uncle that Bob. That would be pretty cool. Actually, I've got, a, a, there's a podcast there, Functional Geekery, that I've been listening to, and I'll put yeah. it in the show notes, which um, he's actually the first person on, on the, on the actual, he's a guest on that show. Really interesting talk. Yeah, I definitely. just really like, like the way li- they were listening to him talk about stuff. Yeah, he's he really interesting. Normally. Cause, because he, cause he then, you know, saying, like, one of his talks was that he, I think it was at a Rails conf or something, where he was like, I shouldn't go into your app and know that it's a Rails app. It should be, you know, that you're solving that problem. You're not solving the problem of a framework kind of thing. Mm. You know, you should solve it in a way. But that way I understand for big projects. Yeah. But then these, these projects, as you say, like, with, you know, shipping these projects out, you need people to be able to quickly get to grips with the code. And understanding yeah. and having, because Laravel's got some very good documentation, similar with Symfony. It's got some good articles and a lot of uh, a good users, you know. The other base. thing is, is Laracast as well, which yeah, I'm, winner, I'm on all they? the time now. Every, every, I've, I've been basically working with Laravel for a little while now since I started, since I realized that I wanted to start using it. And every time I run into something, there's a, there's a 10, 15, 20 minute video just explaining it so good i mean jeffrey uh, way has knocked it out of the park with that done an amazing job yeah, and, really and, and another podcast full stack radio which i listened to he was on that as well i just yeah. I, I listened to the one last week and it was a great he, he's such a cool guy the um the podcast that he did with kayla daniels the no capes one is really really good to um to especially for for newer developers to listen to like they're in their way they the way that he came into it and you know, it's it's not all all technical code talk. It's just experiences oh, along the way. So it's a really really Definitely good. Put that in the show, show notes. Okay. Oh, well, I'll, I'll dig yeah, that out. And, dig that out because yeah. we need that. That'd be good. So, but an, another thing, when you think about the point of view of CVs and stuff like that, you need to have certain skills on CVs and say yes, I know how to do this and and whatever else. So that was another reason. And to be honest, I mean, I mentioned it to you the other day, and you might disagree with this. It's, I kind of I see that probably Laravel is going to be the future of kind of php in terms of frameworks and stuff like that and just from observing twitter feeds and reading blog posts and stuff it, it kind of seems like the the framework that even if, if you don't use it most php developers should have kind of have an idea about it um i i, I, I agree to an extent like it's definitely yeah. popular now and yeah. you know i i go by the fact now that i kind of feel that the framework is just an infrastructure need like it's just something you need to use if you you know it's kind of absolutely you you know you've got your domain which is the problem you're trying to solve and then you've got the infrastructure which is okay this is how you know i'm going to in delivery you know how i do deliver you know deliver this to the the client it's 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 because i because there's a forum on on laracast and i and i posted an article on there and i actually tweeted to taylor upwell himself and I obviously appreciate he's a busy man. He didn't get around to responding, but I would, if he hears this, I'd love I'd love to hear his response. But I've I've made this whole CM Hello? myself, and I oh. want to. Oh, can you hear me? I can't. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I just went a little Apologies. bit, but that's cool. And and I want to port it into Laravel, and I don't want to have to rewrite all my classes and code and stuff like that in in Laravel specific code and. I don't think I'm going to need to do that. So that's no, good. I thought so, this is actually a brilliant idea of having your domain, keeping what yeah. you have, and then providing, yeah, an abstraction the, that allows... like you say, having the yeah. basic... And it allows yeah. you then to interface with whatever Laravel gives you. Absolutely. Yeah, and converting it into your domain. Yeah, no, that's great, man. That would be a really interesting project to do. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm kind of I'm beginning now. And a lot of the guys said uh, build, the, build it as a composer package. Yeah. But, 
I don't, I don't know if that's maybe necessary. I think it's a, it's a good idea, but I've, I don't know if anyone would use it. No, 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 you don't have to. So it can be, you can make a, per, a private composer package. Can you? I've never, yeah, I've so, never so, made one. Oh, never yeah, so we, well, we could do that on Thursday. Uh, you know, so with on, well, not this Thursday. <laughs> uh, so what we can do, yeah, so is you can actually make it so uh, you, it's kind of weird. So you know, normally you go through packages and stuff like that. What you can do is you can instead in the composer file specify, actually, I want to go this composer, you know, this, this package comes from this random Git repository and it can yeah. be like a bit bucket one. And we use that at work where we have like a, all of our packages and stuff are actually composer, individual composer projects, because then you can self-contain them. You know, you can say that, you know, bootstrap them easily and stuff, test them easily yeah. and everything on their own. Um, and yeah, it works really well. So definitely, yeah, definitely have a go at doing that, maybe putting them into their own composer files. You don't have to put into packages. It doesn't have to be uh, public. It can all be private and no one will ever see it. I may well consider that then because it is something that I need and it, and it needs to be completely separated from everything else because it is the one thing that I want to... I, I like the logic of the CMS that I built. I'm really happy with the actual product itself, so I want to continue using it. So, um, yeah, I could try and port that across then. And cool, man. Yeah, we cool. go. Yeah, that, that was the main thing that I had. Yeah, the other thing I had, I mean, we touched on it earlier, and I didn't know a massive amount about this guy, but I saw... A few tweets about this guy, Mike Dugan, who's been quite a big contributor to PHP that sadly passed away. And um, I don't don't know much about what he did, unfortunately, but I just want to pass on my condolences and say, you know, a terrible tragedy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. The other thing that I saw that happened this week is I don't know exactly what happened. I think it's just one of those very, very unfortunate things. Mm. So to anyone that knew him, uh, yeah, thoughts with you. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's everything I have written down on my envelope. On your envelope? Ah, a four-size envelope. Look at that. That is Free a technical agile. thing right there. There you yeah. go. Um, well, actually, what about you? Your well, turn. Well, one thing um, that going on from what we were talking about, actually, Lou, last weekend was mm. testing. And yeah. I, I mentioned to you over text was uh, testing catters or coder catters. Oh, yeah. And I've been doing quite a few of them. And, and there's a couple, I'll put in the show notes, a couple of the ones which are specific for test-driven development. Okay. Um, I'm currently reading, for finally, Kent Beck's book, the official, the, the original test-driven design, you know, development book. And it's really interesting. Is that an entry-level book? or? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, this is the, he made it in 2002, it was released in 2002, oh, wow. and okay. it's great. Uh, it's yeah. the first, the first half, chap- the first half of it is a, java example and then the second half of python example and i think this is like a version two of it or something released it's a, dis- it's a discussion we had isn't it that the the entry level kind of resources out there for people that want to get into it are quite minimal well they do it all wrong a lot of them like they they go against what he was saying and i'm now re- you know listening to the is tdd dead kind of you know videos again and yeah i, I think it's interesting i, I I'm, I'm really interested I, I want to hear it firsthand because there was a there was an interesting uh, talk that I listened to um, a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of months ago, and then re-listened to it a couple of weeks ago. Or we watched it a couple of weeks ago, and it was really interesting that you know he was saying that look, people were actually TDD isn't bad. It's how you're thinking it's meant to be done. Like you know, every unit, <laughs> you know, every class, every method needs to be tested in isolation, and everyone thought that unit means a, you know like a class, but actually it means a unit. And and what a unit means is it means isolated from other tests so when you're testing that it's test isolated from another test it's a unit yeah. test you know that test 
So it's not a unit as in that whole class needs to be stubbed out and mocked and all this. So really yeah. interesting. And going through actually this book, instead of reading books that have kind of every bit of information he's said has been interpreted other ways. So really enjoying that book. Um, another things are the GitHub DDoS attack that happened on Friday. That was interesting. Uh, tried I to in the morning. Yeah, in the morning. I tried it. to uh, go yeah. through and check out because I was working from home. So I was checking out our, um, well, trying to update. Um, or actually, no, I was actually pushing a a, a, a pull. No, not pushing a pull. Pushing a pull request. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is interesting. It's not actually working. And then I was looking over Twitter. Oh, Twitter's like the best for news and stuff. And realized, yeah, that I was dealing with the largest DDoS attack it ever had. And it turned out that it's probably the Chinese government or something similar. Um, really interesting attack. Uh, what they were doing was, so there's a big kind of community similar to how, I think similar to Facebook, Babel or something. I don't know what it's called officially, but a Chinese version. And what they were doing is, so any person that was accessing it outside of China, so they were outside of China, but they were accessing this website, needed to go into China, I think, to get, you know, to resources like the JavaScript and stuff like that. And I think at the firewall, they were rewriting the files, the CDN files, which were like, and then they were actually just accessing, like they were saying, just to spam, pretty much to spam in this JavaScript, DDoS, pretty much a couple of GitHub repos, which were Chinese uh, conversions of New York Times articles and some other thing. I don't know what they were, but it was a very interesting attack. And it yeah. really did piss off GitHub because they normally would say, okay, let's block all IPs from China, but they couldn't because it was only people for, who were using the site outside of China that were doing the DDoS, which was very okay. clever. Ooh, um, so, yeah, it was really scary. Um, it's all been resolved and taken care of now, then? I think, that, yeah, they've kind of calmed it down and stuff. I have no idea how they calm it down. I'm really interested to see what they do to kind of, yeah, block this traffic and stuff. But it was really interesting because I was there was a I think this guy released a Twitter like on Twitter it was a video YouTube video of what actually would happen and you'd go to the site like this you know this site and then you're looking your Chrome you go into your developer tools and you notice that you're just hitting constantly pit, like put you know just requesting these two GitHub repositories and and that was crazy yeah <laughs> insane so people, and another thing's great is that the the boxes that they were on didn't even have to be compromised. It wasn't like they were just, you know, been hacked. The boxes had been hacked, and then you were pinging. It was like these people were just going on the website, and then they were becoming part of this DDoS attack. They were becoming so zombies they for generated it. Generated this this massive zombie network without completely. even having, we, yeah, without even having to infect any machine. It could you could be on your phone doing it. You could and be there's on your no iPad. way of incriminating them because the people who are doing it are innocent. Exactly. Yeah, they're and... innocent human beings. They they had nothing, and and they weren't even compromised. Their machines weren't compromised. It was the JavaScript files that were actually. You know, slightly controversial, but you have to say that's pretty clever. That's... Oh, it's awesome! I mean, it's amazingly like, clever, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, I was, I was when when they said because everyone was saying like there's a there's a, a hacker news um, like comments article, and everyone was saying, well, just can't they just block the IPs from China? Then it's like, no, it's only IPs outside of China, mm. and there could be any IP ranges, and it's oh, it's just clever. But mm. unfortunately, you did sort it out and everything, and yeah, it's okay now. But it was a bit scary, and it was kind of another thing that scared you was kind of like wow, we rely on GitHub to store our source code for our business. Maybe mm. we shouldn't be relying on them to, uh, totally. Like, if they go down, how much money has, you know, people, you know, all these startups and everything put their, you know, put their source code in GitHub? So it's quite interesting. Well, yeah. Um, another thing is JavaScript. 
ECMAScript 6 stuff. Um, I have been playing with ECMAScript 6 for a couple of weeks now, really enjoying it. Um, Babel.js, previously known as 6 to 5, is a great transpiler that converts ES6 code to stuff like you get the nice arrow syntax and um, stuff like the uh, veridatic functions where you're able to, you know, pass in dot dot splat and, you know, all these things, cool stuff that you have in like Ruby and stuff, you're able to do now in JavaScript. And you can use this and it just actually converts it into ECMAScript 6, which works on normal, you know, browsers. And I've been using JS Bin, which is another actually interesting thing where JS Bin was getting spammed. So JS Bin is made by a guy in Brighton, Remy Sharp, I think his name is. And I love JS Bin. JS Bin's got me. I used to use JS Fiddle all the time, but JS Bin to me yeah. is the best. Just so good. You're able to use stuff like. Um, Coffee script out the box. You're able to use TypeScript, all these different preprocessors. Uh, yeah, really great, really great um, development environment, really. And uh, yeah, I've been using that quite a lot for just playing around with JavaScript, which is good. And so the arrow syntax is just for the so objects I, and stuff. What I do is I send you this. So this is actually no, you can see it. So it's the JS bin. So it's the JS bin. Oh, if you just click on that, you could actually just run it as well. And what it, this is doing, it's doing a couple of things. So it's playing around with curry and composition, like compose and curry. But it's also doing fun things like the maybe monad. But you can look at the source code and look at the, how it actually is working. You can see like how I'm using things like the splat operator um, and things like, uh, yeah, the arrow syntax. And yeah, it's really interesting. And let, which is the, now uh, the new var pretty much. So the splat is just the dot, 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 right? Yeah, so the splat, well... You have the splat. I can't remember what the other name is, but the the veridatic thing is saying any. So you have like the you curry have multiple there. arguments. Yeah, and you just say, yeah, yeah. oh, it all goes into this array. And yeah. then the splat is saying, actually, what I want you to do is the function. And if you mm. do dot 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 args, you have an array. You know, we have to do normally call yeah. user func an array, and then we pass in the array that we want of the arg parameters. This is just saying no, make these into comma separated. You know, this array is actually all the you know, all the parameters that we want for the function. Yeah. And it just it just makes more, for more readable code, really. I find that this code is far more readable, mm. understandable, yeah. And I'm hoping, again, saying this, hope to do a blog post on it, but I'll probably just release this as well. Um, really, actually, really cool, interesting thing. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom, yeah. Um, it, so in, it, it's not a supported feature in JavaScript, but it is actually you well accessible. I think in Firefox and definitely in Chrome that I've been using, and you can actually have a function, and you can do two string on a function. And you can actually right. get the function back as the source code. So wow. I saw a gist that was doing some really cool thing. And if you look at the way I've done street, so I don't know, let street, and it's called do M at the bottom. Mm. And I'm doing like address and I'm doing the backwards arrow and stuff like that. That is actually just me making up my own, like my own actual pass, you know, my own code, my own actual, you know, syntax that I then evaluate and then pass as a real JavaScript in the doM function. So it's really quite cool. Interesting things. I stole that idea of doing that from a gist, which I'll put into it because it was a really interesting way of doing it. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Uh, what else have I been doing? Now, I think Greg Young is an amazing, amazing uh, speaker. He's similar to, I, I, I tell you actually, uh, Lou, if you like uh, Uncle Bob, definitely check out Greg Young. He does I've some really interesting talk. Yeah, he does some really interesting talks. Really worth it. And other than that, though, I think I'm done as well. Wow! Look at that. Time to spare. I thought we were going to struggle well, for that. Uh, I think we're doing pretty well there. So, actually, Mickey, how was PHP conference? Okay, so 
Um, I've got a bone to pick with you, no. <laughs> uh, it was really, really, really good. Um, I guess... I, How drunk did you get on that Thursday night is the question when I saw you, the picture of you and Fraser. I yeah, think very. That's did my get guess. quite bad, actually. Did get quite messy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really good and a lot of good content. Uh, there was a few... I'd say there was two like controversial bits. Um, when you punch that, no, I'm sorry, carry on. Yeah. So there was there was one uh, lady who did a talk, and she basically talked about how people ridicule WordPress and how it's wrong. And uh, she was really, really nice. So, and what was, I've and had what was to her backing up? WordPress sites in the last month, just oh, to throw man. that in there. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, basically. So, so what was her yet yeah, argument for how I, it's I think, not wrong? To be fair, I think she'd like. I, don't, I think she'd almost witnessed like bullying for being a WordPress developer, basically. So I can understand her point. Like, no one should is have to take it that far. she a PHP developer? Does she actually mess yeah. around with the source code and all that stuff? Yeah, or, yeah, she or, does. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But mainly, <laughs> but yeah, always in a, a WordPress environment, I guess. So um, it was really good talk and it was interesting. But I guess I did kind of think, well, if it's ridiculed, then you kind of have to make it better and, and stop the ridicule. Yeah. Like, I think I think gentle ridiculing is good because that's what drives it, us it, forward. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, people. Yeah, allows you then for progression. You know, people think, okay, this is bad. We now need to change this. Yeah. So I don't know. Right. I, like I say, I never would advocate bullying or anything like extreme. So, um, but it was just an interesting one. And the other one was. Um, Can I just? Say, what were her main hmm. arguments for? Yeah. For what was? Why? What? What? Yeah. What? What would she? Because I mean, the thing that we find with WordPress at the moment is. It yeah. hasn't changed, and I understand why, because the source code, you know, yeah. it works. I mean, the, the source code's been hit more times than any probably any project we've ever done, and we very well ever do. Okay. Um, yeah, so the main argument she made, and I actually think it's a really good argument, she basically said, look, WordPress is a system that is designed for the user. Okay. And if you think of a lot of systems we build, we build them because we think, oh, this code's great. Uh, the next developer who works on this is going to love my code. Not actually, the user is actually using it. Yeah, WordPress is a user-centric system, and it is. And no, you cannot argue that because yeah. the amount of people that are using it and That's love true. it. Yep. And okay, you might say, oh, it was just the first on the block. Possibly, but it wouldn't have lasted still, so long. Yeah, <laughs> it's still winning out, isn't it? So I think that was an excellent argument, actually, to be honest. Uh, she wasn't really defending the code base or anything like that. Um, she was just would, it, would it be a reality that if the real hardcore PHP guys delved into the code base, they'd find a million things that didn't adhere to X, Y, Z, and this principle, that principle, and all that kind of? Yeah, for jazz. sure. And I've not used I've not used it for years, but obviously it's it's big thing. It's big stigma is that it's not secure. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I think it's because it, it's been used so much. And if you get an update, you know, so say you do find a you know a bug in a piece of in software, yeah. you know, you hope that you know that you release a patch ASAP. Say in within the hour of you finding that pit bug, you release a patch. Yeah, it's now not in your hands for the user to update their software, and that's probably what happens is people just don't bother updating their software. It's the same as like Windows invite you know installations. You know, it's like oh, Windows is too hacky. You know, is too buggy and too you know yeah. too insecure. It's like well, you're probably using an outdated version of Windows without the latest patches because software development people, isn't people easy. People don't even update their browser. That, well, this is it. I mean, that's why we have to have <laughs> auto-update in browsers now because of this fact. So I can kind of understand which is coming from there where... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, the other so I'm moving to WordPress, guys. I'm moving. Yeah. On to my, my, my only negative becomes because of negative experience that I've had with it. I'm, I'm not at all saying that it's a bad yeah. product. I'm just saying my my personal experience with it with it haven't been great. That's yeah. all. Yeah, Which... no, I, I don't think anyone would argue with that either. That's the thing. Uh, the other, like, yeah, the contra- there was a keynote talk, the opening one on the Thursday morning by Code Rabbi. Um, you you would recognise like his sort of. Um, Profile image on Twitter. Yeah, Yeah, Twitter handle, exactly. But basically, there was quite a few people who said he was a bit... Because he's like part rabbi, part developer. and uh, That has got to be a cool example. I missed the crucial word there. He was a bit what? Preachy. Preachy, Uh, okay. Your audio cut out literally as you got it. I didn't hear what you said. Convenient. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he basically used some examples from like the Torah, like the the Jewish... um, book and stuff and use it like to say how he'd learned stuff from that like that was relevant in his um, everyday coding and it was really good like it was honestly, interesting. i mean that's a nice little spin i mean that's yeah. the thing like yeah it's a different angle to take it from it's not the same oh here is a pattern that we have to use it will save you yeah you know, exactly. this is mvc2 this is going to be great exactly and i thought it was really interesting i, I can't remember one of the things he said i can't remember if I'm quoting this exactly but he said something like um he said Practice doesn't make perfect. He said, perfect practice makes practice perfect. And I, I, it was something like that, and it just really stuck with me. And it basically was saying, look, anyone who wants to be good at their craft has to repeat stuff and do carters. And he was obviously advocating um, mentoring. This is and, obviously uh, a thing now, these, these kata thingies. There's obviously yeah. something that we should all be doing. But there's also this is a site, I think it's phpmentoring.org, maybe. And um, basically he's saying, look, you should have a mentor. And also, if you can, you should be a mentor. And I, I really agree with that. And if I wasn't, when I finish my masters, I'll definitely sign up for that because I think it's really important. So uh, it was a really good talk, actually. I thought it was really good. Um, but my main, I guess, my main criticism of the conference would be there was a lot of people there who just clearly love and worship PHP. It's the be all and end all of, and I don't think I'm that guy. I think I, in fact, it. To be honest with you, if I was to move now, I I think I would like to get into node development. No, I've started, I've started learning stuff. Yeah, I've started learning. No, cool. yeah. So I, I would drop PHP tomorrow. I have no allegiance to it. If I'm being honest, I don't, I'm still grateful for everything that's in it and the, what people do. It's just but, a tool. It's just a tool. Yeah. Absolutely. It's you know it does it serves its purpose well, but it's not the holy grail of anything and no languages. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and that's the I think I'd actually like to go to a programming conference rather than a yeah. PHP conference. But I'd say that I would definitely go again. So, um, yeah, just to say something completely probably controversial. Yeah, <laughs> and to, but it's uh, it's not about the tool you use, is it? I know there'll be a million people. No, going, no, it's true. Use it, but I mean, no, I, I had a little Twitter rant the other day. Didn't I? It's as long as it's fun to you and it makes makes the job fun and enables yeah. you to do whatever you need to do in the best way possible for you then use it absolutely and do it however you want and don't worry about all the external maybe we should maybe we, maybe, maybe we should stop late we should lay off wordpress then because if people <laughs> want to use it they can use it they can yeah. absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. yeah you can use yeah. it you know yeah i completely oh, god agree. i'm gonna i'm gonna get a bunch of haters coming to me now <laughs> aren't I? I mean you definitely will get a lot yeah. of email yeah 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's to be fair. I said I got loads to talk about about pitch pick. No, that's really interesting. Like, I mean, did you get to talk to meet many people? Because that was again with like the Phil Sturgeon podcast, which we will we will release. I'm yes. really sorry, we'll edit. We were talking about you know like that kind of like the fear of going to a conference and talking to people and. Did you yeah. step up to the plate, or were you still quite a bit like... I was like... pretty bad, because i got to be honest, I was so busy, I didn't yeah. read like the amount of social stuff that was going on. So they'd hired out like, a bowling alley, there was like beer provided, food provided, everything like that was top, top notch. The organisers, absolutely superb. And, like One of the organisers, like I say, was one of the guys we met on the yeah. meetup. Did you, did you uh, talk to him? I didn't. No, I didn't oh. talk to him. <laughs> I didn't really talk to anyone. I, uh, I, I would say I went with a colleague, so... And uh, we used the opportunity to meet up with Fraser and, and my mate Nick in London afterwards. And uh, but the weird thing was, uh, I, I have a friend uh, who works for Skype. Yeah, uh, I didn't know he was going. And bearing in mind, there's like 700 people in this hall. I ended up going sitting down, and I didn't even realise I sat down next to him. And he's like, "Mike, I was genius." Like, wow. is, he, is he a P- is he a PHP guy? I thought he was. Yeah, yeah, he's big. Well, he does all sorts, but um, yeah. Yeah, PHP is certainly a big part of what he does. Cool. So, no, I didn't. But next year, if I go again, I will definitely socialise. Yeah. But I, I was pretty bad, to be honest with you. So, yeah. so no, no, no one said, uh, oh, you're the guy off that podcast. No, no, no one said podcast, that. No one wants to. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, I don't blame uh, them. Did, you should have worn the T-shirt. I know. They did talk about podcasts and how important it was to listen to them. Yeah, dude, and... you, should have, you should have worn the T-shirt, actually. I know. That is well, a well, massive... The, our two fans weren't at the at the conference, so you know. Uh, it's no yeah, that's true. Well, my mum could have been there, but you know, she was busy. I'd have seen her. Same. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it, it didn't come up. I think that podcast came up. Um, yeah, that's a good podcast. Uh, that is a good podcast. Yeah, um, but no, there's quite a few people who've been on our show did come up. Uh, Which is so, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, he's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ben Ramsey came up and a few other people came hey. up for the talk. So, uh, yeah, pretty awesome. But, yeah, I definitely recommend it to anyone. Uh, definitely go. That includes you two next year. Yes, yeah, I will yes, try. It just yes, did, yes, didn't yes. work out this year, unfortunately. Well, I, I, I did want to go, but it just right. didn't happen. And, yeah. All right, well, guys, I think we're coming up to the hour yeah. mark. And Perfect. I think that'll be a pretty good place to oh, stop it. Um, sorry, oh, one more thing. Go for it. Go for it. Oh, it's about Web in the Woods. Can we, we talk about that yet? Talk, we, we, we can talk about Web in the Woods. Is it happening? Um, it, it, it is happening. I'm well, on holiday then, so it's not, not <laughs> happening unfortunately, for me. Lou's unfortunately, Lou's not, uh, not, uh, yeah, not available. Um, yeah. But, but well, anyone who's interested, basically there's like a uh, a little like social conference type thing. Uh, if you go to webinthewoods.co.uk, it'll describe it a lot better than I have. But it's basically consists of, uh, I think, camping and um, like programming talks. Absolutely, talks. it sounds really cool. It does sound cool. And we, we uh, I mean, Chris, the uh, who's actually been on a show, he yep. um, really kindly said that we could have the Friday slot to do a live uh, podcast. And we are working out diaries and whatnot to see if we possibly can. Unfortunately, Lou will be there. Yeah. Salaries, salaries. Oh yeah, well, yeah, the salaries. We're working out. You know, our, our agents are talking, but. Ooh. We're working out, like, unfortunately, Lou can't make it, but we'll see if we can, me, Mickey, hopefully, we've got the house staff, et cetera, et cetera, and yeah. try and get Fraser down from London. But we, 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 we will be in conversation with each other and yeah. third parties to see. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, it looks like a really good conference. It really does, yeah. like, I really nice, like the website. <laughs> it's yeah. a really nice website, yeah. He, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. All right then, guys. Well, cool. yeah, I think that's a perfect type place to wrap up. Uh, I hope cool. the audience you've enjoyed it. Um, sorry again for the past month of not being here. Uh, we will be around every week uh, for your audio listening needs, and <laughs> it's been great. Uh, good talking to you guys. Cool. Yeah, you too. All uh, and bye. Yeah. Take it easy. Bye bye. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at 3devsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number 3, devs and a maybe.